Hello and welcome to Through the Turnstiles as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Joined as always by James, how are you? No, no bad to you. Very well, thank you actually, thank you for asking. And right. uh, Moz who joins us from Galabank. Yep, uh, different weather than anywhere else in the country today, but say, by the happy way, to be here. T-shirt weather. Have you been in the shed? No, not yet. No, I can see there's about as much fans as there are listening to this podcast, so it's that. <laughs> but they're on the other stand. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking. For those of you that are uh, listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, Muzz has got Galabank as his background, um, and it, it's looking well, to be fair. Sun's shining. Um, so, format this week. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for watching slash listening. Format this week. Three episodes, one per division, and we're rating each team's January transfer business. With the caveats that we know the loan windows open until February, we know finances are tight and clubs may be counting to the business they wanted to do, and we know that the leagues are still shut down, so there might not be as much movement as there normally would be. But we thought we'd uh, assess what, what business has been done, and some teams have done, well, we'll come on to them, some teams have done a good wee bit of business, other teams have maybe obviously been happy with a lot and not done very much at all. Before we get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, if you could like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would help us massively. And the other thing we're splitting across three episodes, Moz, is the journeyman spots of the week. So if people are intrigued to see who else has been spotted, they can check out the championship and the League One episodes this week. Yeah, um, to, to finish off the, the wee hat-trick of journeyman spots of the week, um, for this week, um, Diego Mara Henry or it might be Diego Mara Henri, um, all merged into one there, um, a contributor on Pie and Bob Rope, um, back in the air for um, an Air United fan here. It wouldn't be a general um, spot of the week if we weren't in air at least once. Huge air presence. Um, but this isn't actually in air. Um, this took place on, in Prague, actually. This didn't even take place in, in the country, which is a real kind of, Real journeyman stuff, this, because it's journeyman on a journey in another country. Uh, he saw Brian Graham and John Baird in Prague on what appeared to be Brian Graham's stag weekend. There may have been other footballers on, but those were the only two I recognised. They were all wearing stag do t-shirts with Ronaldinho on the front because apparently he looks like him, <laughs> he being Brian Graham. And when you put the two photos together like uh, Diego Manonri has, you can see slight similarities, the teeth and the dimples kind of hang, but I mean, that photo is when he was at Wraith, so I mean, this is an old photo anyway. I'm not really having the Ronaldinho thing, but I get it. I, was gonna say, I don't know why I'm so annoyed at that. I was going to say, there must have been a fair bit of beverage partaken for people to be comparing Ronaldinho and Brian Graham. Uh, he, does, he does add, I'm not going to what they were up to when I saw them. That's his final final say on it so are they basing the Ronaldinho on looks do you think or is it a playing ability is it is looks it like him or... I, 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 um, I don't know if we can share that but if, if anyone wants to see jump on Pie and Bovril and check out the um, journeyman spots uh, where is the thread it's in the championship section uh, page two um, interestingly though the two I, have I, never been seen in the same room together I do get the it same team. so I do get it, like the ears, the the the, the smile, the dimples, the eye. I'll give him it. Yeah, 
I would go and check it out, but I, I, I like the suspense of not knowing, and I, I, could, I wouldn't be able to resist looking through other spots, so I'm going to have to refrain currently. So if you are checking it out as a viewer slash listener, please also add on your own Journeyman Spots of the Week if you've got any that you'd like to contribute. So um, as always, if you want to um, give us any, you can put them in the comments of this video if you're watching on YouTube. On Pine Bovril, like Maz said, there's a thread in the Championship Forum and the Miscellaneous Football Forum. And you can also find us on Twitter by searching uh, at Tunchlayers there. Just as a reminder, there's new content every Thursday at 12 noon. Just as insightful and hilarious as this episode um, is about to be. So, talking of insightful, Maz, what are you saying? Queen's Park... Um, Transfer business, and just to say before we get into this, we're doing it in league table order, not preference or any other order like that. Queen's Partners. Yeah, well, I think we know that they conducted most of their best business in the summer in preparation for the season. Um, they tooled up exceptionally well um, to the point that they can afford to lose a couple of players and still be in a perfectly uh, luxurious position in terms of the personnel that they've retained. Are you down uh, those... visiting Cammy Bell talking of players have lost? Because he's now the, uh, and in his director of football, isn't he? So I was wondering if that's uh, where you were. <laughs> Just give him a I'm shout, Cammy. I'm trying to get a, a gig as a backup goalkeeper. Um, give him a shout, get him in, see what he's thinking. Aye, aye. I mean, what, better, what, what better coach to have? Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's obviously taking that upstairs role at Annan. Um, I thought the retirement was quite sudden. Um, in, in many ways, but this is obviously an opportunity that he he's he can... had the second best keeper in league two in front of him, didn't he? So ah yeah, so that's that's what I was going to get to. That they're, they're very well covered with Willie Muir, who um, we obviously caused a bit of controversy last week by some of us omitting him from our uh, from our team, but um, Michael McGlinchey as well. Another, I think. He's, what is he, 34 now? Uh, I think he's only played uh, eight appearances or something, wasn't it? Aye. Is he out and out? I know he was born in New Zealand, but is he out and out, Kiwi? Because I wonder if he's got his, his eyes set on Maybe going to that time in the a, sun, no. a, a COVID, uh, COVID-free rest of his life over in New right. Zealand. I don't know. But um, but no, they've been left with a... They've they still got a, a, a far superior squad to anyone else in the league. Arguably the best signing they've made as well as Leanne and Dempster. Um, obviously, great track record with, with Motherwell than then the job she did at Hibs and the, the progressive uh, kind of nature of Queen's Park, the you know, the finances they have, the infrastructure and everything, that they're going in the right direction. And I think she'll steer the ship. Um, I think there was a couple of teams sniffing about a couple of players. Uh, Bainham and things like that, but so they've done well to keep keep what they've got, haven't they? Yeah, and I think that they're probably paying those players well enough that they've, they're, the players themselves are quite happy to sit tight and not bother about entertaining any interest as well. So, yeah, I, I rated them, I rated them C, but that's not a, a negative. It's just the fact that it's as where as we were really. Yeah, argue, I, yeah, I'd I'd argue them a B um, purely because obviously Bell, I think. And McGlinchey, again, this is pure speculation. I'd imagine their wages would have been relatively high, so they've, they've they've potentially saved that off the wage bill without weakening, like you'd said. But yeah, I fully agree. A, a B or a or a C. Um, James Elgin. Can I like tie two in together here, my Elgin and Stranor one, if you wouldn't mind. Of course, the floor is yours. I'd like to save my save my words for 
a team further down the division. Um, and to be fair, I'm going to tie Elgin and Stranarin together because their their ends are nil and their outs are nil apart from Elgin have lost Andy McDonald. Um, mm-hmm. For me, they're both they can both be happy because it's just to carry on camping for them. Just keep doing what they're doing with the players they've got. Neither team really needed to strengthen any particular position. Elgin, you could argue then and even more so now, perhaps need a wee bit more defensive cover. But similar to a couple of teams we mentioned with League One, they're maybe going to just sort of play it a wee bit cool, see what happens with when the league comes back and then try and get someone in on loan or see if there's anyone else that's sitting about that might want to pick up a packet on maybe a wee bit less when the leagues are going to restart, because there's no point in paying someone the now to sit on their arse and do hee-haw. So they maybe need a wee bit of um, defensive cover. McDonald, I think, will be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, like I say, they'll settle that once uh, once the leagues are back. But when we talk about people sitting on their arse, I, I like I say that <laughs> both Elgin and Stranar have done well to keep their players, because if I'm a player who's doing all right and two teams that are doing quite well I'm maybe sitting looking higher up the leagues a wee bit itchy feet going actually now might be the chance I can make a move because some teams are going to pay money for us now we're in this extended lockdown actually if I can scoop myself up to a championship team even just for a wee bit of cover or something I'm getting paid and I'm more likely to play so I wonder if a couple of players heads were turned and Elgin Stranraer have held on or if just nobody's really that interested in doing business because you know, it is at that time of season. I think both teams, again, a reason to tie them in together is that I think they're a wee bit unlucky in that they've got a really, really strong Queen's Park team and a, a solid package in Stirling Albion who are sitting in and amongst where they're looking to be. So on any other season, they're maybe both table toppers. Um, so they, they, they're relatively happy that they can only strengthen with players that are going to add to their team and they're already quite strong. So the question is, who are they going to bring in? So I've rated them both A because they've kept on everyone they can. Elgin are obviously maybe now needing a wee bit of cover, but I don't think it's going to be monumental. And I think they're also not going to be rushed into pulling the trigger and getting someone in now just in case. Because an attractive prospect, we spoke last week about how many times need a, uh, <coughs> sorry, how many clubs need a centre-half. If you're a centre-half looking to go to a club, and Elgin's chapping your door or Albion Rovers, then I think Elgin are going to be like, I will, obviously you'll come to us. So yeah, both both pretty much in the same situation with me. Um, yeah, just A's all round because it's it's just carry on, like I say. Mm-hmm. Maz, I think Elgin have been playing Bronski and uh, McDonald, aren't they, pretty much every week? They were both fit, but they've got cover there with Mailer and McCarty. I think McCarty's come on in most games at either left back or for one of the two centre halves, maybe just to keep giving them a minute. So, like James says, McDonald will be a loss, but they won't be desperate for cover because, like I say, McCarty's there and, uh, and Mailer as well. Yeah, I, I just wonder had they felt that they really, really needed to keep McDonald, would they have been able to, would they have had the choice to do that? Would McDonald have been happy to, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was obviously a... And imagine he's a on good, much more at Peterhead than what Elgin could have. Exactly. And, um, you know, geographically as well, there's not a great difference. So, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I presume they, they've just decided they can afford to, to let that one, to let that one slide. 
um, unless McDonald's just fancy themselves at, at that higher mm-hmm. uh, higher level. But regardless, I think uh, they're arguably think... swapping places at the end of the season as well, aren't you? Because Peter Header by no means safe, and Elgin are, are making a good push. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, James, James is is correct in saying that you know I don't think they're they're any weaker, and it's it's carry on as they were as well. Another example. Let's not forget that. You know, we're we're rating the, these teams transfer business, but we, we're we're well aware that it's not easy as well for for clubs mm-hmm. to conduct business. So, you know, we're not expecting these clubs to be. No, you know, we're no. not saying why why are they not signing X, Y, and Z. But I think to to be able to hang on to everyone and, and keep going. And um, Peyton staying on it, so not as big for them as well. Aye, yeah, aye, because like you say, he he's he's probably your one of your one of your main guys who's going to be linked with other clubs clubs I think he was comprehensively in our combined team of the season wasn't he so uh, yeah yeah one of the few that didn't get uh, feedback I'd mentioned to someone on um, on Pine Bovro as well that I think Stranraer is one of the hardest ones to consider last week in terms of who what position they need to strengthen because that squad's just quite well balanced Mm -hmm. Um, I think like I'd said um, I think the summer window for them upcoming is going to be a bigger one because they've got players who are entering mid to late 30s and key positions, striker, midfield. That'll be the one where you need mm-hmm. to consider, right, are we are we up? Are we pushing to go up? Are we now promoted and wanting to stay up? Like, when you work out what your situation is, that'll be the window, I think, where Elgin will maybe start, uh, sorry, Stranraer will maybe start to, to make some moves. So they've been maybe a wee bit canny thinking, actually, if we didn't need to spend money yet, see where we get to in summer. And that's when we can start sort of shelling some money about. So, no, well, given, given yeah, I think your, it's maybe the long game. Given your generous ratings of A's for both of them, I've had to amend my style, and I'll be in one to an A, um, purely because they've managed to keep a hold of Andy Ryan, who I think must have been getting admiring glances from uh, League One, if not Championship. Um, we spoke about it. Arguably keeping Blair Curry as well. Now, I'm not saying he was unhappy, but the fact he's not played that much and he's a right good keeper and the amount of teams that are looking for goalies, you maybe wonder if he was maybe having a wee look about. Um, like I say, that's just speculation. Um, the position we said they needed to strengthen was centre-half. They've gone out and they've got Chris Hamilton um, on loan from Hearts, who's a centre-half, so a bit more depth, a bit more cover in there. Um we didn't feel they needed anything else. If it Dylan BK coming back to fitness as well, he'll be like a new signing. Um, solid enough across the middle, good depth at the back, two very good goalkeepers who would start for most teams in the league. Strengthened an area they needed to strengthen in. Um, ah, for me, solid by Sterling Albion. I can't see it having gone much better for them. So that's an A for me for Sterling Albion. Um, next team down the league is Edinburgh City. So business-wise for them, Gabby McGill, who'd he scored, he didn't, I think he scored one. He scored the winner against somebody that they beat 1-0. can't remember who off the top of my head just now. Um, he's gone back to Newfoundland and then to York. Um, I think he's from, he came from Middlesbrough, I think, so that's maybe uh, better for him. Um, and Michael Cunningham and Harry Sharp both went back to Dundee. Apparently they'd been on loan there. Now, I've seen Edinburgh City a few times, as has the view. Didn't know Michael Cunningham or Harry Sharp played for Edinburgh City, to be honest. Um and they weren't, I think they were involved any time I've seen them, so is it a loss? I don't know. Um, and they've brought in Ryan Goodfellow, who's a decent keeper, actually, from uh, Albion Rovers. I imagine that's purely his backup for uh, Callum Antel. Um, I'm giving them a B, purely because I think 
they could arguably have strengthened slightly more in the middle of the park or at the back, um, as we mentioned in the um, previous episode of positions each club needs to strengthen. Unlike a Stranraer or a Sterling or an Elgin, their squad's strong, but it could still have been strengthened slightly, which is why I'm grading them as a B and, and not an A, um, if, if that makes sense. Marching on, uh, Steny. The way we've assigned these teams randomly, I've got three in a row here, so I'm just, I'm just listening inside my own voice. <laughs> Feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, Steny and Muzz, I'll give you a moment, because I know you mentioned Dandy Monroe in the League One episode. He'll be a loss for Steny. Albeit they got a bit of money for them. I think they turned down two bids and accepted the third or so. Aye, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be a huge loss, and they, I don't think they've really had a chance to replace him. They've brought in um, Adam Corbett from Spartans, haven't they? Uh, I think he was a Spartans captain, but like you say, it's not. Is he? Is it's it not a replaceable, light, arguably? It's not. It's not a light for for light replacement, um, certainly. But um, I, at least they've got somebody to 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 come into that position. But um, I, it's considering we were talking about um, an area to strengthen for Stenishmere. Um, might be actually cover at centre half for when Monroe or, or Craig Little were either injured or you know unavailable. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, it's a it's, it's a real blow, uh, real really kind of weaken them. Um, again, with without going over old ground, we've talked about the you know the extra Andy Monroe brings rather than on top of his uh, defensive abilities. A big character, um, so maybe uh, everyone else's years will get a wee rest at Steny, but apart from that, um, I, it's not not an ideal scenario for them at this stage no. of the season. They've brought in Adam Corbett, but he's, he's relatively young. I think he's 23, 24, he's been Spartans captain for a couple of seasons, centre-half. Apparently he's vocal and really good on the ball, but that's what you get from oh. managers and in interviews every time that you sign a player, isn't it? Um, and Dougie Samuel gave him quite a good review when he left. I think he played over 100 times for Spartans. We'll see. I think yeah, it should he, definitely give him the benefit of the doubt, I think. You know? Aye, absolutely. And if he has a good pass for the ball, that'll help them because it's not Monroe's greatest strength, is it? But I'll be interesting to see physically if if he matches up because a lot of football in League 2 has played aerially up to bigger target men. So it'll be interesting to see a car, but does actually quite look forward to seeing that. They've also brought in Thomas Collins, uh, who was at BSC last season. They brought him in on loan from East Fife. Another striker, which they've got an abundance, don't they? They're, they're tooling up in the yeah. final third. Yeah, with Muir, Spence, Biabi, McGuigan. We right. mentioned last time that there's a couple of them in the top ten goal scorers. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's not the it's not the first area of the pitch I would have looked to address myself. But um, and obviously they've still got the partnership with Hibs, so we might yet see another couple of loan signings coming in uh, for Steny once the. Um, once the league kind of restarts and obviously they brought in Adam McCracken as well whose career's not got off to the best of starts getting knocked spark out against Stan Albin uh, so we can't really judge him on anything so Stennis Muir I'm going to give them um, a B with optimism that Adam Corbett turns out to be a good replacement because let's be honest in this climate to get money for anybody they've, they've done well um, they've brought in a replacement for him um, in uh, Corbett Another option at the top end of the park. So, yeah, I think a B for me for, for Stenhouse Muir. Um, Maz, I'm going to come to you for, uh, well, ironically enough, Annan. It's almost like almost like you've done that on purpose. Uh, yeah, um, 
I mean, they've had two in two out uh, scenario, um, two two different kind of signings to the to the players that they've, they've let go. Um, they've they've taken on two young players on loan from St Mirren and Park Thistle, Alex McCaw and Dean Watson. Um, I think for for either flank, so they're looking for obviously to add pace down down the wings. Um, they obviously lost. Uh, I think you know, since they've lost Purdue, um, they've been lacking a bit of potency up front. So this is obviously a bit of youthful uh, exuberism. They're they're looking forward to to get um, players that will run down their wings for them and, and uh, provide a bit of service and possibly go for it himself. But as with um, young players, it's always a, it's always a wee bit of a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just because they're coming from teams like St Mirren, an, you know, an, SP, an SPL team, it uh, doesn't mean that they're they're ready for full time sort of professional football uh, in the lower leagues. So, um, you know, they've they've obviously reached out and tried to recruit something, tried to freshen up the ranks somehow mm-hmm. because they were certainly on a downward trajectory. So yeah, fair needed play something, they? needed something. Um, and Paul Watson, the sort of very experienced uh, defender at those leagues, I think he's been around like a few junior teams and Albion Rovers, and um, I think he's made one one appearance this season against Air in the cup. So whether he's been carrying injuries or he's just, um, you know, found himself out of the team and decided to call it a day, um, and. Another team that have uh, left themselves uh, seemingly with one goalkeeper, uh, as Anon, you know, Jordan Pettigrew. Uh, Mitchell's been playing most of the games, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Pettigrew made a few appearances, I think, um, but I, I believe at once quite a, a promising goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he was well thought of at Livingston, I think, but, and then even Dumbarton. Um, I think he started at Motherwell as well. I, I looked at this. Is it out with the realms of possibility that Cammy Bell pulls the gloves on if they're really struggling to, oh, save, a, to save a wage? Yeah, surely. Surely. I mean, so are they fact, maybe going one goalie and then should anything happen to Mitchell, Bell's there and any steps in. And, but if it's longer term, they get a loan in, but it's saving a wage type thing. So it's almost two birds with one stone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's smart business to do that. Yeah. And it begs the question. Jordan Pettigrew, he could sit on the bench at, at Capolo. You, know I mean? <laughs> you can't let this go. Please, anyone watching us and check out the championship one to hear Muzzy's thoughts on the, the modern goalkeeping situation. But no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if Martin does sign a goal, I'm going to be disappointed because you're going to run out of things to moan about. <laughs> Long may continue. I initially, I initially had uh, Alan Down as a C. Um, and I think I'll stick with that because they've they've um, they've tried their best, and we we've talked about how difficult it is for clubs in this climate to. Um, it's not this is not normal circumstances. It's not a normal season. Um, they're under pressure financially, so they've done what they can. They've they've managed to get two loans. Uh, the boy Dean Watson from Park Thistle uh, came through the the Weir Youth Academy. Um, really mm-hmm. great reputation. So hopefully for for Annan and these these two young players that have come in that can, you know, they can get mutual benefits. 
Absolutely. And talking of two in, two out, Cowdenbeath? Cowdenbeath, I, a um, couple of, uh, and again, they've looked, you know, probably what's only available is, is youth. Um, Hogarth did well at Stirling, didn't he, last season? I yeah, think spoke yeah. about him last week, didn't I? And, and Boland, Boland's been clever. He's lost a goalkeeper and he's replacing the goalkeeper. Uh, Ross Sinclair, St Johnston, back. He goes, a couple of injuries, uh, I think, he got, didn't he? Aye, aye, he didn't play much, to be fair. Because they've done a few emergency loans for McGurn and stuff, didn't they? Uh, aye, yeah, always have them cover. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lennon Watson, uh, Fife Elite. Yeah, they'll, I think Fife Elite have been, um, you know, the, the, the number of graduates from, from there will be countless. I think they, any mm -hmm. player who comes through a, a Fife club has probably dabbled. I'm sure Dylan uh, Tate and stuff did as well. I, I think, I mean, we would be here all, we'd be here in the next week listing all the players. Um, if, if there are young players in, and your likes of Dunfermline Wraith have been involved with Fife Elite at some level, I would say. So um, it's good oh, for... It's good. Lost, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, it's good for... But it's good for a team like Cowden Beef to be able to reach out to such a resource. You know, the Fife Elite Academy, it's, it's so... Uh, it's quite prestigious and it's always... There's always players available um, and it's good to see it's something that you think Cowden Beast would maybe a team like Cowden Beast would exploit more but um, aye David Cox um, I, I, you know we know he's battled mental health issues um, throughout his career in the past and he's he has talked about retiring um, in the past as well so it was a quite, it seemed quite sudden because um, he's been a valuable contributor to Cowden Beast he's got 17 goals and 74 appearances and I know James said last week he, he likes him as a player so uh, whether he will stay in football or I don't know I don't spec I can't speculate because I know very little about it but um, it's the it's that's one loss for them um, and some a position they've been unable to to replace and they were already a bit shot shy so that that's the worry that they've just not been able to mm -hmm. having said that They've kept Ian Russell on to, to summer. Yeah. So, um, in conclusion, it's a C for me. Two in, two out. Uh, they've kept the replace a goalkeeper like for like. Um, brought in a, a young player who only seventeen, so it's always quite exciting when young mm. players are on the scene. Um, but obviously, Cox will be a a, a loss to them. Probably saving some wee bit of wages as well, because you'd imagine Cox James would be on a relatively decent wage for that level. Again, spe speculating, but you'd imagine they'll have saved with those two transfers in and two out. Aye, but like like Mazid said, we, we touched last time on their, their inability to try and score some goals. So that's, you know, you've got a, an almost tried and tested player going out and an unproven quantity coming like in. Like Mazid says as well, though, without speculating, if it's been the player's choice, Cowden are like they can't, you know. Ah, but their their recruitment beyond that is is what they have in their own control. So the true, player leaving is yeah. is out with your control. Who you bring in, you know, it's a limited pool, but that is still something that you have control over. And they've opted to to go and try and amend that just now rather than waiting mm -hmm. to see what's going to come up and when football, if football comes back. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are you saying about Albinos? 
This is, I think, the worst transfer window that we could have seen for a club um, so far. Five players they've lost, uh, four of them at the end of a loan, which is similar to your, your Cowan B situation. Your loan lasts as long as it goes, and you, you, know, you can only lose them. Good fellow Edinburgh City, not got a clue what the story is there. Um, Maybe to save a wage. Yeah, and looking at it, he's played, I think it was six times with 14 shots, which suggests either to me that the defender's really good and they're no making it to him, or he's letting quite a lot in. And the fact that they've conceded 20 goals suggests that he's, he's letting them in. So, yeah, something defensively a little bit rotten at Albion Rovers. So what you do is you get rid of that goalkeeper, maybe make a change, aye, that's fine. But are you really going to be relying on an untested 19-year-old who's played twice letting five goals? Because that's I, currently how... I let in four, didn't in the last game before kind of locked in against Stranda. Aye, so life's, life's really good in goals for Albion Rovers who are conceding at a rapid rate. Number one, or good fellows away, I fine if you're maybe going into January, you want to make that that uh, goalkeeping change anyway. So it happened just um, even in the Premier League with, with Kelly trying to make that goalkeeping change, hope for the best. No idea, though, what's going on with that goalkeeper. Uh, situation there. I think goalkeepers are just out to annoy us these days. Um, but the but so that's a, a rank rotten outgoing sort of window as it is. But the incomers as well. You've got three of Pollock's back four coming in. Um, and the fourth one went to Breakin actually. Who will come in? Yeah. So and and you get that that Pollock aren't playing. So these players are, are obviously happy to go somewhere. They'll they'll get a wage. They'll be playing football. That's fine, but defensively, Albion are not solid. I'm not convinced that these players um, are, are going to be the answer. I had a look as well. Uh, Grant Evans, I seem to recall the name from from days gone by. And when I say him and the other centre-half, Paul Gallagher, were sort of consistent in their heyday. Aye, that's fine, except their heyday was about five years ago when they were playing all right football. Uh, Evans was Hamilton, etc. So, yeah, they were fine, um, kicked the ball relatively consistently, did okay. Five years later, I'm not sure a struggling Albion Rovers is going to be the place for them to come and apply their trade and rescue Albion Rovers. Um, left back they've brought in, this Mark Sidesurf, uh, hasn't kicked the ball in professional football before. So they've lost their goalkeeper and they've brought in three of Pollock's back four and are the second top team for conceding goals, which is a roundabout way of saying defensively, they're all at sea. And after this transfer window, they seem to be even more at sea and just a terrible window. I think, honestly, one of the worst windows we've seen. I'm not convinced they're any stronger. Yes, you're looking at players who have got more experience in terms of age-wise and probably minutes played, but I'm just not convinced. So they've not, me, strengthened just, middle, not strengthened middle at front, have they? Well, they've, they've, they've not strengthened. They've got mm. experienced players who have played minutes of football. Muzzer's saying you could make a highlight reel out of his five-a-side games. He's played five-a-side minutes. That doesn't mean he's going to slot in at centre-half because he's played some football. So it's an E for me. And interestingly, contrast that, I've got Breakin as an A. Um, and he, here's, here's why. I think they signed a goalie who could play... Comfortably league one when I've seen him this season, potential championship and David Hutton. Um, they've strengthened each area of the park for me. Um, 
Jerry McLaughlin from Pollock, uh, centre half. He's played for Breakin before. He knows what it's about, and he's played for Air. Uh, I remember, he did very well at Air for a spell. So he's got good experience of playing professional football. And what they've done is, he, um, Peyton looks to have got a few boys that were on loan out and brought in boys on more permanent deals, maybe to make them feel more part of the club. And he's given some of them eighteen month contracts. So. They're now committed to Breakin. They're not younger boys that are on loan. And if they go down, oh, that's a shame. I'm going back to Dunfermline. I'm not saying that um, Matty Todd, for example, was like that. But, you know, Peyton's obviously gone down the avenue. Get them in, get them an 18-month contract. They now take a bit of ownership and responsibility for it. So if we go down, it's going to affect them, maybe financially, or, uh, if it's in their contract. So Hutton, I think, for me, is outstanding signing and goals. Um, Bobby Barr knows what it's all about as well. Um, coming in from uh, Forfar can play either side, but trickery. McLaughlin have touched on Abdul Osman, and I know he's getting on a bank. He's thirty three now, but physically, um, maybe not in terms of mobility, but physically a, a giant, good talker. He'll just sit in the middle of the park and just organise and dominant aerially. Um, knows Peyton, knows what the league's all about, and Chris Peyton. I uh, wonder if it's a relation who started off. Um, Stalin Albion, I think he's been out in America. Striker, he's come back in um, to break in again, 18 month deal to maybe give him something different up front. So, um, lost Jimmy Scott, maybe saved him a wage, got rid of a couple of other players, cleared the decks with the loans and, and massively strengthened in Ken Oliveira. So, I'm giving Breakin uh, an A for that, which will be interesting given that the teams above them have got Albion Roses and E. Annan and Cowden both at seas, so that might just be enough to, to propel breaking onwards. Um, so yeah, so that rounds up kind of League 2 transfer business. Um, Queen's Park got a C, an A for Elgin, Strunrar and Stalin Albion, B's for Edinburgh Steny, C's for Annan and Cowden, E for Albion Rovers. It's kind of going down as the league goes down, but then an A for breaking at the end there. Um, so thanks very much for watching. Uh, as always, if you, if you like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would help us massively. Get in touch via the, the um, ways that we mentioned at the start of the video, Twitter, uh, by and below the comment section here, and let us know what you think. And uh, take care. We'll hopefully see you soon. Cheers. Bye. See you later. Cheers.